we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio Network. So good to be with you today on the show. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show today. This is AFA at The Core here on American Family Radio. We try to uh, focus in uh, at times on the core values of American Family Association and uh, promote those core values, discuss news topics that um, revolve around those core values here at American Family Association. Just to read, we have six core values, and uh, just to read some of those for you, I'm getting it pulled up now, from our website at afa.net. Our our, uh, vision of American Family Association is to be a leading organization for biblical worldview training, for cultural transformation. So as believers, as Christians, as a body of Christ, our goal, our vision is to transform culture, transform culture uh, through discipleship making here in America. That's our focus. And of course, uh, the gospel is for both the Jews and the Gentiles, for all nations. The gospel is offered up, but our ministry here is focused in America And uh, our core values, here are our six core values. Evangelism and discipleship, that's our first core value. Marriage and family, that's our second core value. Morality, sanctity of human life, stewardship, and religious liberty. Those are our six core values here at American Family Association. Um, So that's the name of the show, AFA at the Core. That's where it comes from, focusing on our core values. Uh, Psalm chapter 10 is our scripture for the week, the entire chapter. And the, uh, the writer here, leads off by saying, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Um, so the writer is aware that God seems distant. The writer is aware that God seems distant, so he was, the writer was sensitive to God's presence, and we should be sensitive to God's presence as well. And when we feel as though God is not close, as though God is not nearby, as though God might have abandoned us, uh, we should petition God to surround us and to fill us with his presence and to fill us with his Holy Spirit. Jumping into the news of the day, we're going to have my brother, he's going to be in with us as he is each Tuesday and Thursday, next segment. And then last segment, we're going to have Chris Woodward, a reporter with American Family News in studio to talk about a case that is pending before the Supreme Court, a case that has to do with religious liberty, with the right of Christians to be able to exercise and practice their faith in public life and in private as well. So we'll talk about that story with Chris Woodward. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that in the last segment. You can always listen to the show online by visiting our website, AFR.net. Also, we have the American Family Radio app. And then we're live streaming on Facebook and YouTube at the AFA at the Core channel on YouTube and Facebook. You can live stream the video on either of those platforms. Uh, Jumping into the leading story for the day is what's going on 
in Ukraine as it in regards to uh, Putin and Russia uh, apparently invading Ukraine, at least parts of Ukraine, beyond the areas that they basically already held. Um, Ukraine was under pretty heavy attack in the last 12 hours uh, with with missile launches and Russian troops moving into moving further into Ukraine. The uh, the 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 issue here is is complex when you look at uh, the history of the region and what's been going on there for several decades. But we could get into that. But I think that's really, ironically, not the main point. It's not the main point. From a Christian perspective, living in America, focusing on the former Soviet Union and, and, and talking about Putin and his intentions and what he wants to do and NATO and what should have been done uh, different and do we need to send Marines over there uh, to surround Ukraine and fight Putin, we could get into all of that. But I don't want us to miss what I believe is the main point, and that is... How did we get here? How did we get here? Because unless we, Americans, unless we learn from our mistakes, then we're going to continue repeating them. There's an old quote out there to that extent. And our mistake here in the West is we have a rapidly declining nation. America is in a free fall from a societal, cultural, and even governmental perspective. We're drunk on debt. We're drunk on financial debt. It's like heroin. We just keep jabbing it on our arm with this financial high on money that we don't even have. This is not a new problem. It's been around for decades. Our, our culture is very dark. We, we are a culture mostly made up of people. Some profess to be Christians, but the majority of Americans act as if they're unbelievers, and the majority of them, when you get down to it, are probably unbelievers. They're probably pagans, whether they admit it or not. Their actions are not one of someone who wants to honor Christ with their lives. And so we have all of this going on. Uh, we have a, a very a corrupt government— and not only at the state level in certain aspects, and I'm not talking across the board here. I'm talking there are examples of corruption in different states and for sure in Washington, D.C. The, the parties are so entrenched with their special interest and their money and their campaign contributions that, that many of them really don't genuinely care about, about America how she was founded, what her ideals are about uh, Judeo-Christian values. Many of them just don't care about all of that. It's about power. It's about control. It's about money and influence. And that's covered and proven and borne out in all the stories we talk about on the show. But we have a rapidly declining country. It's covered on the show, on this network, every single day. And so... With that being the context, right, context context is king. With that being the context, 
to get me, an American, all riled up with my blood pressure spiking about Putin going into Ukraine, it's just not going to happen. I don't care uh, which foreign policy experts on the show are, you know, who has been a bureaucrat in Washington working for the State Department for 30 years. I really don't care. And I listen to all the arguments. I watch Lindsey Graham talk about how we need to go fight Putin with our Marines. I watch all these people do all the talking points and do all the beating of the war drums, the same people that wanted us in Afghanistan until Jesus returns, the same people who want us uh, everywhere but China. They don't want us fighting China, but they want us fighting everybody else. Um, all those same people, I hear all the talking points. I read up on it. I know their positions and why they believe what they believe. But America, has, we have put ourselves in, su- ourself in such a position that we, you can't catch my attention and convince me to go fight for a corrupt nation, Ukraine, Eight to 10,000 miles away, however far it is. And this is what happens when you allow your nation to deteriorate to such an extent where the very people that dwell within the nation, number one, have, have uh, decreased faith in our own country. And when I'm talking faith, I'm not talking about eternal salvation. All right, folks, I'm talking about faith in the future of a country. But when you have citizens in America that have decreased faith or optimism about the future of this country, of our very own homeland, and and we're fighting to preserve this free country, whatever's left of it that's free, we're fighting to preserve this very nation, and you want us to go fight 8,000 miles away for a very corrupt Ukraine. It's just not a selling argument, and that's why if you run the polls, you run the numbers, the majority of Americans are not in favor of another war. They're just not, probably because we spent 20 years in Afghanistan. And who's in control now? The Taliban. (laughs) The same people that were in control when we got there. All right, so all of these decisions that our leaders have been making in recent decades have put us in a position for utter failure on the world stage. And if we miss that and we get all tied up in Ukraine, right, and we start beating the war drums and sending Marines and the 82nd Airborne over to the Ukrainian border, and who knows, send them into Ukraine, I don't know, and NATO goes in and then we start shooting at Putin's guys, uh, we're going to have not learned any lessons. We're going to have done all of this and exhausted all this blood and energy and money and not learned a single lesson about America's position on the world stage. And I believe, I'm not this isolationist, okay? Although we're America's in a pretty bad spot, and I really don't think we need to be fighting other people's wars. I think we need to rebuild our own country before we start fighting other people's wars. But I think America needs to be Uh, the world leader, I think we need to exert American power and influence and values, Christian values throughout the world. But when our country's falling apart, we can't be doing that. You can't do both at the same time. And so that's where we are in America. And uh, I'm going to play a clip here. This is 
This is a clip to, this is Mike Pompeo. This is about a minute here talking about all the steps that we should have taken before this to deter Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine. Clip two, let's listen. We stopped him with an idea that said the United States is going to protect the things that matter. This is the very concept of strategic deterrence. Today, these are things uh, uh, President Biden could have done. We could have stopped Nord Stream 2 months ago. It was much further away from completion. They could have begun to put real sanctions in place. I saw what the president signed last night. I, I must say, Vladimir Putin saw them put sanctions for those two parts of Ukraine, mm -hmm. and he viewed that as a green light for continued aggression. We, we could begin to have NATO move forces to Estonia and Lithuania and Latvia to protect those countries. We could have rallied the West and Europe to say that these are the things that we will do together. They, they've been unable to do each of those or perhaps haven't been interested or focused elsewhere. And then, Bill, I'll add one more thing. It's not just about this place with Russia and Ukraine, right? The Russians confront us in Syria. Xi Jinping's watching what's happening here as well. So is Chairman Kim. Each time we fail to demonstrate American resolve, whether it is the debacle that was Afghanistan that caused 13 Americans to perish as we exited, those are the kind of things that convince people like Vladimir Putin that, that his dream, his dream of recreating the Soviet Union is something he may well be able to do under this leadership's watch here in the United States. And... And, and, and Secretary, the former secretary there, Pompeo, is exactly right in that things could have been done different leading up to this to possibly prevent Putin from invading Ukraine. Would it have prevented it? Who knows? We won't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But But Biden comes into office, and every harsh measure that President Trump had against Russia, Biden removed, including the Nord Stream 2 sanctions or the Nord Stream 2 halting of of that project, which is going to deliver, and there's already one Nord Stream. I just learned that this morning. There's already one pipeline connecting Russia with some of uh, with Germany and Europe, but the Nord Stream Two is another pipeline uh, that hasn't been cut online yet or turned on. But President Trump had that thing on hold. Well, Biden comes into office. One of the first things he does is removes that hold to make Europe even more reliant on Russian energy. We are not in a position to win this fight at all. Europe and America are heavily reliant on Russian energy. If that spigot get, gets cut off, it will signal bad, bad news for this country and many other countries in the world. AFA at the core will be back in just a few minutes. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its savor, how will it be seasoned? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Matt Walsh wrote a piece for the Daily Wire where he said, The contemporary American Christian is the most open-minded person to have ever existed. He's so open-minded, you can hardly tell he's Christian or has a mind at all. He has for a long time been open to the idea that marriage isn't permanent and sex isn't meant exclusively for marriage. He's basically open to whatever notions are popular. He is open, and where he is not open, he is silent. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. It's easy to see why girls are so fascinated with royalty, with all the glamour that comes with high society. But does your girl recognize that she is a daughter of a king herself? God loves all of his people equally, tiara or not. He created each of us with a special and definite purpose, and he calls us to life in accordance with his plan. As daughters of the king, our girls are loved, cherished, and chosen. Do they recognize their royal status in the eyes of God? Next time you play princess with your girl, seek out ways to affirm her identity as a daughter of the king. Read scripture like Proverbs 31 and Psalm 139 together and talk about true beauty, that which her creator beholds. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core. Well, if you want something positive, instead of all the talk on Russia and Ukraine and how America's really dug our own grave when it comes to this conflict, uh, there is opportunity here. Before we move on and uh introduce my brother and we talk about the next topic there is opportunity here for the united states because if if president biden was genuinely interested in defeating russia and continuing the alliance with nato and other european nations then he would cut back on the keystone xl pipeline he would begin granting emergency authorization for companies, private companies and the private sector to, sector to drill and frack and do whatever you got to do to get American energy and be American energy independent. It could probably happen, I don't know, maybe in a year or two or less. President Trump did it very quickly. Um, but then we could even become a major exporter of oil and other energy sources to Europe. I mean, we could feed Europe their energy and stop relying on Russia, and that would create, I don't know how many jobs, probably thousands if not millions of jobs in America, billions and billions of dollars in revenue for American companies. Uh, That would be a way to strategically take advantage of this situation. Will the president do it and uh, override his climate Nazis? Probably not. Probably not because he's so ideologically driven. 
Wesley Wildman, welcome to the studio. Hey, glad to be in the studio, and I just want to say how much I appreciate you having me on, and also want to appreciate y'all taking in my request Tuesday to turn the AC unit up because it was freezing, and now my teeth are not shattering. So I just want to recognize this team of yeah, going above and beyond. We've got a little fire going on the desk. Sure, here. <laughs> yeah, you're making sure that I'm comfortable. Now we forgot the hot chocolate and. Uh, Marshmallows. marshmallows but you got that's coffee right. yeah and we're, we're all about making your life easier right and, th- and that's why we got a tuesday next week got tuesday next week we've made progress we've, yeah. we've got the temperature just how wesley likes it now we just need hot chocolate just the way wesley likes it and whatever you need his, <laughs> we're here for his you, prime birthright we yes. can make sure it's all there yeah. hey listen not to delay any longer because we have several clips to get to and a good segment ahead of us i uh, want to let you know that we are going to cover all three things here we are going to inform equip and activate you during this segment so buckle up your seat belts walker we're first going to compare black lives matter's response to the freedom convoy in canada to their black lives matter movements or riots here in the and that took place in 2020 and their response <laughs> well done bobby told us it was coming, but it still did. threw us off it still threw me off well done <laughs> nicely done bobby great job and here, Walker, is their response. Nothing. Silence. They have no response. BLM has not uh, responded to the Freedom Convoy, but they have no problem supporting the Black Lives Matter movement here and the riots that took place. Now, let me ask, let me let me tell you this. Before we get into uh, a couple other things, I wanted to say that we in the second half of this segment, we will discuss. And listen to a guy named John Lovell who will give us his tool, one of his primary tools to preserve Christian values and freedoms in America. So stay tuned for that. But before we get there, I wanted to read a comment uh, or a response from Senator Tom Cotton, who pointed out rightly the hypocrisy and the Black Lives Matter movement and their silence on the Freedom Convoy peaceful protests. And he said this, quote, when it was when it was radical environmentalists shutting down the pipelines in Canada, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau called for patience and dialogue. Now that it's conservative truckers who are protesting his COVID-19 mandates, and let me add, this is Wesley adding here, his tyrannical mandates. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the quote now. He's invoking emergency powers and he's using authorities that are typically designed for terrorist groups. And Joe Biden and the liberals... And America are cheering them on. Remember, these are the same liberals, of course, who marched in the streets and celebrated the BLM rioters in 2020, which, let me remind you, costed billions of dollars in damage from rioting, arsons, looting that mm-hmm. resulted in many deaths. And I'll insert, Wesley's inserting here, the deaths of many officers. Yeah. Let me include that. Finish quote here. It says this, whereas the Canadian truckers, they have simply shut down some traffic mm. and um so we're seeing here that the black lives matter do not want to get involved in this in fact uh it's no it's not no um no surprise here that justin trudeau bowed the knee and took the and when it came to george floyd mm. uh if y'all remember that back in 2020 so we're seeing this here now what i want to get into walker uh is a particular gentleman uh, unless you wanted to comment on that before I move on. Well, no, you're, you're exactly right. And it's, it's, it's getting down to not necessarily the means of protest, but what is being protested. That's the key. Yeah, If the left-wing ideals are being piv- uh, pushed and promoted, yeah. then whatever means of protest, mm-hmm. it's fair game. Right. 
I mean, remember uh, Baltimore. Because the protest is the voice of the unheard. Yeah, and Baltimore kind of, mayor yeah. back, this was not 2020, but this is back uh, under the Obama's days, I believe. But Baltimore's mayor, when they were burning it down under another police-involved shooting, uh, said, we're just going to let them burn down the streets. Yep. Because she it. believed in their cause. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that's that's key here. Before we get into, or after we discuss the right, the rightful way to protest, and the unrightful way to protest, which would is AKA rioting, looting, arson, mm-hmm. et cetera. Before, after we have that discussion, then we also are almost at the same time. We got to discuss what is just, what is a right cause, right? Or what is a right cause? What is a justify? What is a, a a righteous cause? Okay. So with that said, uh, there's a gentleman that his name is John Lovell, who I mentioned earlier. He is a Christian and he served as a missionary in Central America for four years. But before that, he was a member of the Special Operations, and he served on the 2nd Ranger Battalion with the numerous combat tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. And he is a YouTube um, uh, foe. If commentator. You, commentator, if you will. And he's got a social media platform. And his uh, social media platform is called The Warrior Poet. With that said, he's going to help us walk through these next couple of minutes on what we're up against and how we can and what we can do about it. And it's a lot of the same things that we've discussed here at AFA, but he says it in a very articulate way. And he has uh, a lot of experience traveling around the world, uh, serving in the military, and as a Christian, serving on the mission field. And he gives us a great explanation as to what causes tyrannical governments. Uh, clip First clip. There's an insidious and pernicious cancer called leftism. It's not uh, being a Democrat and it's not being a liberal. I define leftism as anti-everythingism. It's deconstructionism. It's postmodernism on steroids. It wants to abolish all tradition. They're anti-God. They're anti-family. They're anti-masculinity. Anti, anti, anti. Everything that I hold dear, everything that I value and believe in, they're at the absolute opposite, and they're calling us evil. And I'm like, guess what? I think you're evil, and they think they think I'm evil. Uh, and so it is this massive, just completely different uh, antithetical value system that's ripping the country apart. And furthermore, that leftism gives no quarter to dissenting ideas. If they can cancel you and ruin your life, they'll absolutely do that. Whereas before, Democrats and Republicans could argue and agree to disagree, both wanting good for the country, agreeing that America's a good thing. But leftism doesn't even do that. It's anti-everythingism. It wants the destruction of everything. That's it, Walker. I mean, they just want to destroy everything at all costs. And I like how the fact he... He has done a good job over the years of making sure that we, we Christians specifically, but also those that just believe in uh, the Constitution and freedom, that we stay on the offense. And if you notice, he uses the word anti. They are the ones that are anti because they always want to anti and then fill in the blank for yes. us. But in reality, they're anti-freedom. They're anti-choice. They're anti uh, all everything is what he said, and they're out front. And I like the way how he stays on offense. But the what? But the bottom line is that he described what we're up against, and the problem here is not necessarily your old school Democrats. Here, you're talking about far lefties who are just outright socialists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Communists. And, and, yeah. And this is th- these are these are people who don't. It used to be in our country, and I'm speaking broadly here, but for the sake of time. It used to be in our country where most people, no matter whether you had an R or a D or an I beside your name, most people 
agreed on the basics. Yeah, they loved I mean, America. They, they loved the country. They loved how it was founded, and they loved the principles behind and the ideals behind the country. But then how to manage it and the policies and True. all that, they would argue about. Yeah. And, and, and some, of them, some of them probably didn't like how the country was founded. But well, now they, we're at a point. Yeah, and they didn't ignore the problems that, that we had. Sure. You know, the problems that yeah, we had. Yeah, but the, the, where we are in America is we have an entire party, an entire apparatus that is established, that is operated, and that is run on the premise that America needs to be demolished and rebuilt mm-hmm. from a systemic level. That's why they, they use this word systemic racism systemic this and systemic that that's because they want to wipe it completely out and start back from scratch and when you start it back from scratch my friends there's not going to be a bill of rights included in the scratch yep and there's a strategy and a cost that it's going to take in order for us to save and restore christian values in america and freedom in america and john in this next clip john lovell in this next clip he's going to give us his strategy in which how we can save and restore christian values and freedom in america Mass non-compliance. Don't comply to being locked down. Don't comply to the government forcing things upon you that you don't believe in. Uh, Don't comply with bullying. Just like the spirit of those heroes before that stood in front of a bunch of bullies that would gobble up freedom, say no more. Refuse to allow the government to indoctrinate our kids. Refuse to keep allowing woke corporations and big tech to be able to gobble up your freedom and access to information. We also need to use our dollars to vote against major corporations that are playing woke games and also big tech as well that's playing censorship games as well. We need to look for alternative platforms and also alternative places where we can vote with our dollars for the companies that have our values and against the other ones. You know, That's Walker, a good point, voting with your dollar. Voting with your dollar, looking for alternative platforms, you know, uh, making that shift. You know, as quick as we can get our streaming platform up, we're going to make that major shift from YouTube to afastreaming.net. Um, is that is that that's Streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net. We're going to do that, and um, so we want to encourage you. But I couldn't agree more. You know, it sounded like a, a modern-day Don Wildman there. <laughs> he did. He did. And, you know, we, we – People, some people don't like boycotts. Sure. But the reality is, is that we all boycott. That's right. We just don't call it that. Right. All right. Because if you buy a pair of tennis shoes and they tear up after three days, you're not going to buy that same pair of tennis shoes again. Sure. And you may not call that a boycott, but you're not buying a product because you don't, either you don't like the product or you don't like the company behind the product. So we all vote with our, with our dollars to a certain extent. And I know in, in America's economy, uh, it's very hard uh, you, you can't. It's almost impossible to be a purist. Sure. Uh, so, so we're not trying to say that that you avoid all Chinese-made products or all liberal uh, company products. That's just impossible. I've got an iPhone here. Let's see. I've got Skechers shoes on. I don't know how how their company ranks, but um, but you can still do what you can. That yeah, doesn't sure. mean you, you can just you just just check out and you don't have to pay attention to where you especially, buy stuff from. Especially especially when there's major movements. You know, yeah. like when some of these companies like PayPal. You know, we're doing their their bidding there in North Carolina against right. uh, the, the HBO, House Bill Two. House Bill Two, but yet they were doing business. You can make big. I canceled mine day the day of. I called PayPal and canceled it up. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, because their uh, headquarters, their world headquarters in Malaysia. You know, <laughs> yeah. land of good caning. There yeah, you go. Where yeah. they beat gays. That's right. Um, well, see, this brings up another point. So we're talking about the citizen level, mm-hmm. and um, 
the, the lower level of you and I and, and all the American citizens being able to uh, vote with their pocketbook and take a stand and not comply with unconstitutional mandates. But also, our elected officials, our government officials, should also be taking note and taking steps to where we don't have to rely on countries and companies uh, no, no. that undermine American values. 100%. Hey, listen, there's a, we're about to go to this next clip, but before I do, there's all types of heroes that's gone before. It's just to listen, modern-day ones and some biblical ones. you got Car- uh, Corey Tim Boone, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the tens of thousands of Christians that stood against the Roman Empire. You've got um, Rosa Parks. We've got, in the Bible, you got Daniel, Joseph, Nehemiah, Esther, John, but the problem with all the one of the things that they, all these have in common is that they, it cost them something. Mm. It cost them something, and John wants to explain a little bit about that for us today. Now, this comes at some personal cost. That means you may not get all the entertaining shows that you like. You may not be able to shop at all the places that you like. Your life will be changed small part, moderately, or in a major way, because what we're wanting to do is preserve our freedoms, preserve our country, preserve our values, but at no personal cost to us. And it's so not realistic. There's no possible way we can maintain forward status quo in the future. Those days are long gone, and the sooner that we swallow that, the better. It's going to cost you something. And the the question is, is are you going to draw a line now, which is going to cost you something, may cost your job, it may cost you some of your relationships, it may cost you some of your money, it may cost you some of your convenience, but our predecessors, the heroes, it would cost them rape uh, or, or being beaten or lynched or killed or imprisoned. We're not facing that. We can afford to suffer some for what we believe in. But if we don't draw a line right here, which is going to hurt, We'll have to draw a line later when our values are stressed more to their breaking point, but it'll cost more. Each time that we don't stand up to tyranny and control and we lose more of our freedoms, the cost will get harder Mm. and harder and harder as it backs up more and more and more. You have to draw a line in the sand in accordance with your values early and refuse to compromise. Guys, our only real shot at this, and we are way deep into an end game right now for to preserve the country. We, we, we could bring change like Rosa Parks did, or we're just becoming martyrs like some of the Christians in the Roman Empire. Actually, that, that ended up winning out as the Roman Empire would convert to Christianity uh, by the blood of the martyrs and power of Jesus. However, uh, in the Tiananmen Square Massacre of 1989, uh, those folks were just killed. And you, you see China is just absolutely lost to authoritarianism. It could go either way for us, but the only All right, folks, AFA at the core, we must keep fighting. Be back in a few minutes. AFA Repairing the foundation. American Family Radio. Announcing AFA.net/connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net/connect. What we believe about the Bible is based on what we believe about its source. The God Who Speaks, the award-winning documentary from the American Family Association, is now available in a special limited edition DVD set. 
This release includes a Sunday school curriculum and two hours of additional footage. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to get your copy today. thegodwhospeaks.org In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie. The Word of God is self-evident truth. It doesn't need us to defend it. Rather, we must proclaim it. This is Jim Garlow. Psalm 33:12 said, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Allow me a Garlow paraphrase if I might. If we want to see America thrive politically, morally, economically, or any other way, we'll have to be well-versed, that is, learning how to apply spiritual truths from the Word of God, because the Word of God has the answers for a nation adrift in the anti-biblical culture in which we find ourselves that can't even discern evil from good. My prayer is that God would raise up a bold people who will proclaim biblical truth to power and take captive every unbelieving thought and make it obedient to Christ the source of all wisdom. Bottom line, if you're well-versed in biblical ways, people will have a reason to listen to you. Get well-versed at wellversedworld.org. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. Glad to be with you on the show today. We have in studio with us one of our reporters at American Family News, Chris Woodward. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me back. How long have you been a reporter with American Family News? Uh, This year will be 12 years. Uh, I've uh, started during the Obama administration. And uh, really I see it in your, in your gray beard, Chris. Yes, I yes. see it in your gray beard. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, three or four fewer gray hairs back in the day. Well, what's the news like today? Is it is it pretty much as busy and the same as Obama's days, or is it different? I think it's gotten busier. Uh, there were times uh, during the Obama administration um, where, especially during the summertime, it was kind of quiet. You were reaching for a story. Uh, you were calling people to be like, you know, hey, have you got any news, anything I can share, stuff that like that. Is that when Obama was golfing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and nowadays, you'll start off with a game plan. We have a meeting at 9 o'clock Central every morning, and, you know, it could be 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and all that's out the door and something else you're covering. Yeah, and uh, for the Trump haters out there, I know Trump golfed too. He but did. Biden's, I mean, uh, Obama. <laughs> God Obama, forbid we missed that yeah. comment. <laughs> yeah, we've got to point that out. But yeah. Obama, he liked his golf as well. Yeah. Joe likes to go to, you know, get an ice cream cone. That's his thing Yeah, Obama's pay. golfing outlets were at the worst <laughs> times, though. That's what made him and Trump different. Is Obama was, was uh, I think he was out golfing when an American journalist was beheaded by ISIS. Right. 
Yeah. Um, so that was not a good look for the president. But I digress. Moving on here. Hey, uh, Chris, we've got a, a, a very important case before mm-hmm. the Supreme Court. Give us a little background here. Yeah, the Supreme Court this week decided to take up the case. Uh, it's called 303 Created versus Alanis, if I'm saying the uh, last name correctly there. Um, at issue is whether applying a public accommodation law to compel an artist to speak or stay silent violates the free speech clause of the First Amendment. Now, 303 Creative is a company owned by a lady named Lori Smith in Colorado, um, and she's in one of those Jack Phillips types situations where there is a law in Colorado that says if you're going to make a wedding website, which is what Lori wants to do, you've got to do a wedding website for any couple that wants to come to you uh, asking for you to create them a wedding website. Lori is a Christian. She does not believe in same-sex marriage, and she says that the government is forcing her to... Um, speak on a same-sex couple's behalf to promote what it is they're wanting to do, which she objects to, and she cites her religious beliefs there. So the Supreme Court is going to determine whether or not it's a violation of her free speech rights to force her to promote a same-sex marriage. Where it gets really interesting here is Colorado also says that she can't put a statement on her own website explaining why it is that she believes what she does and she how she chooses to operate her business. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, Chris, the the what stands out to me on these stories like this, this these cases that are litigated around the country is um, in this country for a long time, private companies have been able to choose who they do business mm-hmm. with. I mean, for example, Twitter, you and I are both on Twitter. Twitter can just cancel Chris Woodward's account just because they can. I right. mean, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They can they can cancel Donald Trump's account. Oh wait, they already have. Right. Um. And and people can't make a legal case against them being forced to host Chris Woodward's Twitter handle. So the same that 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 uh, legal theory and legal standard has percolated America's legal system for uh, over a century mm-hmm. now, or longer. And uh, for example, Melania Trump, uh, multiple uh, dress manufacturers or dress designers during the uh, 2017 inauguration, they said, we're not going to do work with Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. And and everybody was like, well, that's not nice, but I guess they're a private company so they can do it. Chris, can you reason why the same standard, and, and, and let me note to our listeners, those that are thinking this, this is a, a bar higher mm-hmm. because this is talking about the First Amendment and religious freedom. All right. This is not just, hey, uh, uh, I, I can't fill my gas tank up at this gas station. No, we're talking about a Christian with deeply held religious beliefs being forced to speak mm-hmm. against their beliefs. But how come the double standard, Chris? Well, I think uh, it's because a lot of people agree with that double standard, and they'll find a way to avoid making that landmark ruling that protects everybody. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. a judge's ruling is from that judge's opinion. It's not based on what the Constitution says, which is one of the reasons why Trump said, if you elect me, I'll put uh, pro-Constitution uh, justices on the Supreme Court and judges on the uh, federal benches. Uh, and he did to a large extent. But now some of Trump's appointees are going to be kind of put on the hot seat, and we're going to see how they uh, they rule in this situation involving Lori Smith. Um a lot of liberals in, in recent days have, you know, gone on the web and they've written blogs and articles saying this is a terrible thing. The Supreme Court's going to give her a quote-unquote license to discriminate. <laughs> but I, I have uh, – I, I talked with ADF attorney Kristen Wagoner 
Um, and she told me that if the government has the power to force Lori to speak messages that she disagrees with, it can force any one of us to do so. So, for example, a Democratic speechwriter would have to be forced to write a speech promoting the Republican Party. Or an LGBT website designer might have to write, you know, publish a website condemning same-sex weddings. Yeah. And, and that absolutely. is why it's important that the uh, Supreme Court rule the right way here because it, it could affect everybody. Yeah. And I, I wonder if this would kind of dip into the whole big tech situation and maybe force Facebook to put Trump back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very possible. You know, we may even get um, an opinion from somebody whenever this case actually takes place. And it's TBD at the moment. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you might see something from a Scalia, from a Gorsuch, maybe from a Justice Barrett that brings up the big tech situation. Not you Scalia may, anymore. Yeah. Not Scalia anymore. Um, you know, we we might get. um uh, I think I'm, maybe Alito is what I meant to say. Yeah. But uh, thank you very much. Um, so you might see uh, an opinion there, and that will result in another big case probably next year or beyond based on how they come down in this situation. Yeah, and this is a different, to your point, this is a different court makeup than some of these cases in the in years past mm -hmm. that deal with a very similar, a very similar issue. So I think we need to be optimistic. We need to be in prayer that the Supreme Court will right. uphold this Christian's right to operate her business how she sees fit, uh, that could really have positive repercussions across the country. It could. It could very well. Um, I don't know, again, when it's going to take place, but it's definitely something to watch for, uh, something to pray about. You can read more about it at AFN.net, and we'll continue our coverage. I'm trying to get uh, some other people that we've talked to about the Jack Phillips case over the years to weigh in on this one, one guy being uh, Jeff Hunt at the Centennial Institute in the Lakewood, Colorado area. He was a big uh, fan and supporter of Jack Phillips, so we'll try to see uh, where he falls on this issue involving Lori. All right, Chris, when you know more about when the Supreme Court's going to hear the case, uh, come back on the show. I will. All right, thank, thank you. you. Chris Woodward with American Family News. If you want to read more about that story, you can go to AFN.net. That's our news service. Yes, we have our own news service. That's exactly right. You don't have to go to CNN. <laughs> you can go to American Family News and uh, read about these important stories regarding religious freedom, regarding the First Amendment. And uh, this should be a slam dunk case, 9-0. to zero. But as you and I know, the Supreme Court is not made up how uh, our founders would like it to have been made up as far as the uh, ideology driving it and uh, and people who fully understand the Constitution and originalism. But uh, nonetheless, we fight on. There's this uh, uh, analogy out there. Um, before I move on to continue the discussion on Russia and Ukraine, I'm going to play a clip and, and bring this topic back into the discussion. Um, this is Representative, uh, let's see, this is Representative Nancy Mace, uh, she's a congresswoman talking about how America America should not uh, sp spend or drop one uh, drop of American blood in its fight in a fight against Russia to defend Ukraine. Clip four. Let's listen. Our botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, the shameful withdrawal from Afghanistan, was a catalyst, I believe for Putin's uh, buildup of forces along the Ukrainian border. And so he does, I think, uh, need to have an adversary who is strong. But right now, when you look at what's going on, and I have family that are deployed right now, seeing this firsthand because I have family who have been deployed because of what we're seeing over there. But I don't think it's worth one drop of American blood on Ukrainian soil over this issue. This issue has been going on for hundreds of years. But in order to halt the march to war in Ukraine and with Russia, we've got to work with our allies in Europe and, and help them 
put some pressure on Russia, particularly when it comes to oil and gas economy mm -hmm. over there, put the pressure in the pain, make them feel that pain. All right. And so that's Representative Nancy Mace. Uh, and I agree 100 percent. American blood does not need to be spilt on Ukrainian soil to fight Putin. It just doesn't need to be. Um, and for those uh, mumbling under their breath that um, America would never send troops to fight Russia in Ukraine, slow down, slow down. America's done crazy things before. Uh, this just out, I just forwarded over to Bobby a few minutes ago. Pentagon to deploy an additional 7,000 U.S. troops to Germany in the coming days. And uh, you go and read what's going on. Um, they are, uh, the American troops are being flown over there now. Why send American troops more than we already had there in uh, NATO member countries? Why send more American troops if you're not going to use them? And I'm not saying Biden is going to use them to fight Russia. This could all be just preventative measures, but still, uh, we need to continue speaking out on this and speaking a little bit of sanity into our the ears of our leaders so that we don't get into a war with Russia uh, because that will end very, very badly. And uh, the, the analogy I wanted to bring up is what happened under President Trump as it relates to our adversaries. So remember the days where President Trump was levying sanctions and not sanctions, rather tariffs on Chinese goods, on Chinese industries. President Trump was levying tariffs against China for multiple reasons, but mainly to combat the trade imbalance and to protect American consumers and protect American companies. Well, the media just went ballistic. I mean, they hated that. How dare and how prideful and how arrogant Trump was to throw tariffs on China. And the news media ran the stories about how the tariffs were going to cause American uh, goods, American prices, American consumer, consumers to pay more for, for their goods and services. That was the story. Trump lays tariffs on China, American consumers to pay the price. That was the narrative. And all the talking heads were talking about how unwise it was and how Americans were going to be taxed uh, when they go uh, to buy goods. They were going to be taxed uh, because Trump's levying the tariffs. Well, the, the narrative has flipped when it comes to Biden v. Russia. Because now the narrative is, coming from the White House, being replicated by the media, the narrative now is, well, that American, uh, American democracy, our democracy and freedom and exporting our values comes at a cost. That's what the Vice President Kamala Harris told us the other day. When questioned about could energy prices continue to skyrocket as a result of the conflict with Russia. And she said, basically, absolutely, costs could go up. But that, uh, but there are costs with defending democracy. There are costs with exporting our values around the world. And so you see, it flips there. It flips there to where it's justified the the American consumer picking up the tab for the whole conflict with Putin uh, is is a righteous thing. We should just be willing willing to pick up the tab 
Uh, but when it comes to fighting China and laying levying tariffs on China, well, that's unwise. It's hurting American consumers, and we just shouldn't do that. It's just not worth the cost. Uh, it all depends on who we're fighting and what we're fighting them for. Speaking of uh, fighting, this is Biden back during the campaign. This is in 2019. Folks, listen to this, and let's look at where we are now. This is clip three. Folks, you hear the news. Once again, Putin and the Russians are trying to engage in our elections and decide who the president's going to be. And this time I'm the object of their attention. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Mr. Putin, the American people decide their elections, not you. I'm not buying that. Well, I, I obviously haven't bought it because that was 2019. We're in 2022. And <laughs> where is Putin? Well, he's on his way to Kiev. Amen. How'd that go for you, Joe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 Bobby, this, this strongman talk where they they act as if and they have acted as if Putin wanted Trump to win. And they did this with the whole Russia hoax, 2016, 2015. Um, they tried to convince the American public that Vladimir Putin wanted to install Donald Trump into the White House. Well, what happened when Trump got in the White House? He cut off Nord Stream 2, and he pretty much blocked Putin at every turn. And he tried to get NATO to step up to the plate and stop relying on Russian energy. Well, Biden gets in, removes the Nord Stream 2 blockage, goes soft on Putin and allows Putin to go into Ukraine. So this whole fake narrative that these evil leaders like Putin all of a sudden want Trump installed is a total hoax. These dictators, these totalitarian regimes benefit from weak leadership like Biden and Obama. They want them in charge and not people like Trump. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.